Welcome to the Whiskey Congress. Honest, open talk dedicated to speaking the truth to those who are open to hearing it. Black, white, right, left. Most importantly, honest, bold, and fueled by good whiskey. In Whiskey Veritas, we are Whiskey Congress. Join the evolution. Whiskey Congress is back in session. Steve and I are together in the Cleveland studio. I'm drinking in Manhattan and had a little bit of cannabis earlier in the day and that may impact my ability to be a good co-host. I hope not. But you are back from your vacation in Florida. Welcome yeah. back, man. Um, uh, vacation was good. Um, you know, it's it's always good to get away. Um, ate in some, some pretty good uh, spots. Um, what was it? 8182 Bistro or... I can't remember the name of it. Shame on me. But a uh, spot in Naples that was really good. Seafood um, joint? or Yeah, it's a seafood joint. And, and oddly enough, I wasn't in the mood for seafood. I um, was looking at it, and the only thing that they had on their menu was a Wagyu steak, which ran about 50 bucks a cut, which I wasn't totally against, but it was only eight ounces. And I'm like, man, I'm, I was really hungry. And so the steak came a la carte. And so like I would, by the time I add all the sides and everything, I was looking at $100 you know, plate. Right. And I was just like, you know what? I'm not even in the mood for all that. So I, uh, I opted for, um, their, they had an, what was it? Something Oscar. I can't remember what they did, what it was. Crab something. Yeah. It was like, it was like crab and lobster and some other stuff. Oscar, whatever. Dude, price of seafood is going fucking bananas. Beef too. Yeah, beef. T- I mean, really, the price of everything is really chicken wings. Yeah, I mean, chicken wings are astronaut. I mean, there are restaurants that are, aren't even serving chicken wings because of the cost. Uh, beef is up there, although I think beef is coming down a little bit. Uh, seafood. I mean, it was definitely expensive, but where I was, it's always expensive sure. in that area. So that was good. Actually, ventured out more than I normally do when I'm down there. Found a couple good cigar shops. Um, you know, in in the Naples area. Two years ago, didn't you go to a place that like hand rolled cigars right in front of you? Or yeah. So, well, that was that was in Ybor City in Tampa. Okay. Uh, which is which is further north than where I was uh, for this uh, down in the Marco Island area. But I mean, it was it was you know it's always good. Uh, you know, I love being close to the ocean. Although the downside with Marco Island is that there's so much private ownership of the beach that public access is really limited. So. To get to the beach, it's a trek, you know. And if you've got a chair and an umbrella and this and that and all that other stuff, (laughs) kids, all that other shit, like it's just a pain in the ass to do it. And some people, it's worth it. For me, it's not. Um, (laughs) You know, did it a couple times and was like, you know what, I'm good with this. Not to mention, you know, you got to pay to park. Um, You know, so I got to pay fifteen dollars to park, literally almost a mile away from where I'm trying to go. You know, and then, you know, you're walking on the hot streets and then, you know, you cross over hot into the sand. hot sand. I hate walking on the hot sand. <clears throat> you know, Dude, I hate that. I mean, and, you know, I mean, going, you know, to the water, it's, you know, downhill. But, you know, when you're leaving and you've been in the water, you know, for however many hours and you're walking uphill through the hot sand, you know, and then up the stairs to the little shower to rinse off your feet area. Right. And then you got to walk on the concrete. It's uh, just miserable. So. Um, I, I was not a big fan of the beach, which I said out loud in the parking lot the one day. And the guy's like, well, you're in the wrong place. I'm like, no, I'm in the right place. It's just that the beach here sucks because it takes a mile. You got to walk a mile to get to it. 
well, th- th- that's just the way it is. I'm like, no, there's plenty of places we can go where you don't have to walk that far, and there's plenty of beach access. So, no, it's just your beach here sucks. It's okay. <laughs> talk, talk about the cigar shop, though, real quick. Um, the cigar shops are great. I mean, they, I mean, cigar culture in Florida is just a little bit different than you know, place than other places because of the history of cigars in the sure. region, right? I mean, for the longest time, uh, you know, we just mentioned Ybor City. I mean, that was the main place, uh, the main port where, you know, the different cigar makers, especially from Cuba, would, that their shipments would come in, right? Which is why Ybor City, if you ever go, um, it's just lined with Cuban coffee shops and cigar shops um, with random chickens running around. Okay. Uh, yeah, there's just chick- in Ebor City. There's chickens running around everywhere. Um, which the first time you see it, you aren't sure if you're high or not, and then <laughs> you realize that they are actually there. Um, but like, I mean, there's a huge cigar culture down in Florida, which me as a cigar smoker, sure. I absolutely love. So all these places that I go to, you know, that I went to down there, that I found, they all had great lounges where you could just sit and smoke. Um, they had really quality selections, right? Like just. You know, I mean, a lot of places you go, they're like, oh, we have Macanudos and these knockoff Cohibas and, you know, these, you know, shitty cigar brands um, where these had the really quality brands that I that I like to smoke. And then a few of them had their own um, <clears throat> special cigars that either were rolled there or their own, you know, master blend uh, specific kind of like a, 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 your own blend. If you like if a liquor store up here got a special barrel you know, or a coffee shop them, or, or a coffee shop. Yeah. Um, so, you know, for me, that was, that, that was nice. You know, I mean, I, I, I quit drinking. I don't drink anymore. So, you know, I don't spend a lot of time in the bars and, and things like that. So I'm not as tuned into the whiskey and the, in the drinking scene. Um, but the cigar scene is like Florida is a place to go. You know, I mean, there's plenty sure. of great places to smoke other than Florida. Right. Like, I mean, Philly, DC, Cleveland, Chicago, like they all have great, you know, a good, at least one or two good cigar bars, but I mean, there, there's just more of them um, in a different field. In Tampa, field. they're making them right there. Thompson is based in Tampa. Yeah, Thompson right Cigar, yeah. And, and when, when I was a regular <clears throat> cigar smoker, that was my go-to supplier, and they had some great stuff. And yeah, a lot of it was, you know, knockoffs. I'm, I'm cheap. That's well-established on this show. <clears throat> but I would get Perdomo, you know, knockoffs that were fantastic for the, I mean, Two bucks a stick, and they were yeah. great. I mean, and, and I just, you know, when it comes to when it comes to my vices, I'm not big on doing them cheap. I, I just, I, I, I look, I, I kind of look at, the, you know, the other way. Like, I, look, if I'm going to do this one particular thing, then I'd like to do it well. So, you know, when it comes to cigars, like, I, I, I'm not, I, I don't look at cigars and say, if this cigar is under this price, I won't smoke it. Right, like, but I am about quality. So if you give me a cheap cigar, it better be a good one because, right. like, but if you give me a cigar, no matter what, it just better be a good one, right? What's, and if what it's is the banker, the H Upman, is it H Upman? Yeah, makes H that? Upman. That's the one you always hook me up with yeah, whenever H. I Upman, smoke with you. H Upman is a medium-bodied cigar that has a really good flavor profile. That for people who aren't regular smokers, yeah, it's a cigar I like to give people because it's not overly priced, but it's well made and it's a quality smoke. So I mean, you've given me probably ten of those. Yeah, I mean, and that's that's my I, of the I, last eleven cigars I've smoked. Yeah, I mean, ten of them right. I mean, I keep place. a box of bankers at home, really, as my you know people come over, they want to smoke something good. Here, smoke this, especially if I know you're not a regular smoker, right? If I give you a twenty dollars cigar and you smoke half of it and then 
you know, crush it up in <laughs> the ashtray. I didn't know the, the, the image, the physical reaction <laughs> yes. of Steve smashing something down right. into like, it. I mean, if, yes. you, if you do that to one of my higher-end cigars, then, then you definitely won't get another one of any price point. So I've come to accept that if you do it to a banker, I'm, I'm okay with it, although uh, I would encourage you not to. Yeah, please right. don't. No, that's a really good cigar. It's one of the, like I said, whenever I do smoke at your place, that's, that's my go-to, and I appreciate it. All right, man, let's get into politics, because yeah. we have not talked about former President Donald Trump in a while. And I'm glad. Not directly. Because, not directly. Um, a lot of books are coming out. And it's <clears> kind of like the last gasp at authors to, for lack of a better word, capitalize on the outgoing Trump administration. Having said that, a lot of stuff coming out is fucking wild. Yeah. Including um, head of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, General Milley, saying he was preparing to head off a coup. Yeah. And Trump came out and said, if I was going to do a coup, I wouldn't do a coup with that guy. <laughs> Translation, I wanted to do a coup. Right? Yeah, I mean, you know Steve, I mean, it's fucking wild. It, it, it really is, when you when you get in the article, and I, I you know, you, you talked about this point in time where people are trying to capitalize off of Trump through books, right? Like sure. anyone associated with them. And part of the issue is, is that Trump is so polarizing that it's going to be hard to sell those books no matter who you are. Because think about it. If, if it's a book praising Trump, then maybe, right? Then you may have... Sure. Then there's, there'll, there'll be an audience for it. The, you know, the, the sycophants that love him, you have that audience. But anything that's not a book praising Trump, you're going to have a hard time selling. The reason why is that the people who love Trump are, are going to refuse to read anything that is critical of him. Sure. Right? And the people who don't like him, we already know what he is, and there's probably not a lot in that book that isn't going to be put out in the media that is going to be a surprise or worth reading, right? Um, now, going back to General Milley, um, you know, I mean, that was that was the scary thing when you and I were sitting here back in you know October, November, December. Those were some of the things we were talking about was him trying to mobilize the military to use it to keep himself in office. Yeah. That was the that was the conversation we were having on this show and off the air. And it, it, it's we clearly we weren't alone and we weren't blowing that out of proportion. Um, there, there were other people who were very close to Trump at that point in time. And General Milley is the prime example of serious concerns of Trump trying to misuse and abuse um, the power of his office to keep himself uh, in power. And that's just, that's it, unbelievable. It, it should be terrifying to everyone. It should be literally eye-opening. And look, Trump calling out General Milley, again, head of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, appointed by Trump, yes. saying, okay, my finger's on this pulse, Right. And this doesn't, this well, is a problem. You know, it goes, remember that Axios article <laughs> that I sent oh, you when, yeah. when it was like Rudy Giuliani and uh, all the lawyers and they're having the big argument and the one guy like goes to General Flynn and like threatens him. was like, if you want to tell me right. to sit right, like, and General Flynn sits down. <laughs> and you tell him, but, like, you want to fight, let's fucking fight. Right, let's, like, I literally <laughs> wants to throw blows with General <laughs> Mike Flynn. Flynn. Right. And Flynn actually backs down from him. But there was Bitch. a point in that article where people were complaining about the courts not upholding their 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 right. you know like was it Mike Lindell from My Pillow in that room? Mike Lindell was I think he, I believe I he was in that, was in that room, room or maybe he was on a call or something like okay. that. But the point was 
that, you know, people in the room were complaining about the courts, you know, being against them. And, and the, the one there was one sane guy, and I can't remember his name. He's like, there are judges. We appointed them. What the fuck are you talking about? Right? Like, and this is the same I thing I'm saying to Trump. Too. I can't remember the guy's name. But we're at that same point now where, where Trump's just like, well, that guy sucks and blah, blah, blah. Like, you picked him. What are you talking about? This is your like you handpicked him to be that guy in that position, right? But, and now you're saying he sucks because he actually he did his job. He actually went above and beyond his job because his job should never include having to prevent the sitting president from trying to fucking perform a coup, right? And by the way, Mike Lindell has come out and said that the actual numbers are that Trump got 80 million votes and Joe Biden got less than 68 million. So what? yes, <laughs> Mike Lindell. Oh my God. Yeah, that did, that, I, you know, I, I'm genuinely, uh, no, I'm not genuinely anything. Fuck him. <laughs> no, like, I was, I'm so sad for the guy because oh, he is him. so no, ridiculous. I mean, he's, I, I mean, he's either batshit crazy, he, he's batshit or, crazy, or he's he, back on meth, or you know? both. Or, Those are not mutually right, exclusive, right? I mean, and I, and I, I, I mean, like, screw him. Like the guy is, like, he's insane. Um, you know, fortunately, he doesn't. Like, he's got a following, but it's. It's small enough and dispersed enough where I don't think he can do a ton of damage. I don't know if I agree with that. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I think people are kind of jumping off his bandwagon. But the problem is, on that Trump side of this whole thing, there's so many different people that they can go to, right, where it, it's all dangerous, right? Like, sure. individually, with it's the just Matt like... Gates and Marjorie Taylor Greens, people we don't want to talk about, I don't want to talk about, right. that are relevant. They are right. playing this card... Oh I mean, it's, God, I mean, because they, they, it's very simple. Just anything, like they don't even stay, like the, like the, the part, the GOP, the Republic, like they're not conservatives. They don't stand for anything. They, they are completely. Their whole point is just to prevent Democrats, yep. and, and it's, it's about obstruction. It's about, you know, getting people in a furor over right what the other side might do. It's not right. what they're doing. It's not what they propose. It's not. This great plan that they have—it's—it's—it's—it it, it is literally just about making sure that the other side doesn't do what they want, and it's enough, right? It's it enough. It, it doesn't have to be accurate. It doesn't have to be true. It doesn't have to be well produced. You know, Newsmax or no hint. You know, what I mean, it doesn't. It can oh. just be. So while you were in Florida, I was watching all the way in. Yeah, and I, let me tell I, you, I know. Oh, fuck you. You can't tell me you, you weren't here to stop it. You did you? I'm not. I'm you not left me unsupervised. You're I, on your own. I'm, I'm just saying. <laughs> it's just. Uh, it's amazing. It's it, fucking amazing. And truthfully, though, you, you brought this up. You know, the, one of the many um, talking points is they're coming to take your guns. And you're a Second Amendment guy. I'm a gun owner. I'm an avid gun owner. Liberals don't hate guns. By definition, they don't. Some do. Some don't. But there's no litmus test. Having said that, the notion that Biden's coming after your guns is fucking ridiculous. But it works. Uh, it no, oh, Steve, hold it, come on, on, hold on, hold oh, on. Oh, here we go. It does work. It works but, very well. But I mean, I think Biden and his administration continued to say things, right? And and you have Democratic congressmen who continued to put who put forth bills that. Mm, Really do come in direct conflict with the Second Amendment, right? What? Like, and we've like, and we, Jim, we've been through that. Like, I mean, I, like every time a bill gets produced or that 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 gets brought to the floor, like from a different, we just did this with Sheila Jackson and that monstrosity that she presented. Like, like 
And yep. you and you got you've one you've been stung by your own by this same conversation before in your home state of New York, right? They're not coming oh, to take your guns. Okay. And well, fuck Andrew Cuomo. Okay. Fuck Andrew Cuomo. Okay, but here's the thing, right? Like if you that's not federal. Okay, that's fine that it's not federal, but the same line of thinking that got New York there isn't that much different than what we're talking about from a federal stance here, right? And again, the gun laws that are being produced. Uh, or, or that are that are being brought up as 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 possible options, like we both agree that they're not addressing the actual gun violence that sure. we should be 100%. concerned about, right? 100%. And, and like I mean, because anything like like anyone you, like everyone goes to the you don't need an AR-15. That's fine. You can say that all you want, but at the same time, if you got rid of all the AR-15s right now, you know how many deaths that you would stop? Two, right? I mean, it, it's like I mean, the, the, it's it's a like the, you're, you're look like they're not addressing the actual issue, right? Like so, the Democrats themselves, when they bring up gun violence, they're not talking about the gun violence that is literally decimating people who look like me and has done so for multiple generations, right? They're saying, oh, for the people in the suburbs who don't want to have to deal with the random crazy white guy who decides to go up and shoot up a school or go and shoot up X, Y, and Z, we have to protect them. We have to protect them and their sensibilities. So we're going to, even though there's more AR-15s out there than there are fucking, not more than there are people, but you've got millions of them out there. Yeah. Right? And if they were really a problem, you would know it. Right? I mean, let's, let's, let's I, I, be honest I, I, with I, it. I, I, if I, I, AR-15s were really a problem and people were just using them to kill people in mass, our homicide numbers would be 10 times what they are. And you'd have a hell of a lot more of an issue than you actually do. Right, I mean, because there's an AR-15 in every other house in the in in predominantly white suburbs, right? Like, I mean, if you do the math and you look at where they are, that's where they are, right? Like, so if they were really a problems, the, the the suburbs would be fucking Swiss cheese, right? I'm not gonna argue, I'm not gonna argue that point because it's valid, <laughs> but I will say that um, a lot of the the gun control laws are largely badly represented by liberals. Having said that, the gun control laws are terribly oh, 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 represented. Okay, 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 okay. But but the the scary liberals coming to get your guns bullshit is bullshit. Like the whole joke. But you can't. Those you, two you things. cannot name a federal law that has challenged your ability to have a. When you use the word assault rifle. That gets into a definition, and that becomes a. We both, and we both yeah. agree on that, right? right. Like the whole yep. assault yep. rifle as a definition, it's is, like it's foolish, right? Yes. It's 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 ridiculous. And if you want to if you want to specify, you need to specify the right type of weapon that you're trying to target, right? Um, and assault rifles, like you said, are a fraction of the larger problem in terms of gun violence. It should be studied more. Um, now, it, if but if you look at weapons that are being like, if you look at laws that are being presented, um, and and what is in them yeah actually they do right when you go through and you like the like the most recent one is the one from Sheila Jackson down in Florida um that I've seen and it directly targets um semi-automatic rifles now the problem with it is that it's so broad that it literally targets every type of semi-automatic rifle right they're only thinking of of the AR AR15 platform but there are multiple semi-automatic rifles, and frankly, I mean, every, almost every handgun, other than a few revolvers, are semi-automatic. So they're they're, sure. they're really going through and saying if they if they if they enforce the laws by the way that they're written technically, then they could literally wipe. They they could come and take everybody's guns. And some of these things are actually proposing, 
right? That like she the, and again I keep pointing to the Sheila Jackson one because it was the the most ridiculous where it was literally proposing that they make public, right? Who has what gun, where That's they live, where they keep the guns, right? That is literally a gun registry so that one everyone knows where your guns are, which seems like a terrible idea, and then it's it's. And everyone's saying, oh, well, the criminals will know. No, it's not for criminals. You know what the next step is. If they have a registry where they know where the guns are and they're saying no one can have these guns, they merge the two. The next thing is one of the worst possible things that anyone could do is say, we're going to go door to door and we're going to take guns. Right? I mean, and it's not that far of a leap based off the way these things are written. Like when you read the details and you read the, what's actually in them, and the bigger thing is it's a danger to the democracy. Right, like if you think it's it's never it it has never been a good idea or worked that well for any government that has gone and physically and gone and actually take removed guns from homes, right? And if you want to point to Australia, like oh they did a big buyback. One Australia is a fraction of the size of we are. They had a fraction of the number of guns that we did, and they still have fucking gun problems, right? They still have gun violence, and they still have they still have homicide rates. Have the numbers dropped? Yes, but they still have serious problems, and those numbers have gotten worse as they've had issues with COVID like everybody else, right? Like, so I'm not, like, Australia, I'm not holding up Australia as this beacon of truth and, mm -hmm. and, 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 you know, the way to go. I mean, I just, I, I think that if you, if you want to propose common sense gun laws, then you need to bring people in who actually work with guns, the manufacturers, um, the, the, the Second Amendment advocates, and then you have to find a middle ground. You have to compromise. Letting people who know not the first thing about guns write laws about it is just about as dumb as having people who know nothing about the female body write laws about abortion. 100% agree. Right? Like, so just get the right people to the right. table, right. and then we can start. And, and, I'm, I'm more than I'm, willing I'm, to I'm, have I'm these conversations. It's people like you and me. Right. right? You've got to pat myself right. on the back and pat you on the back. But, you know, when, when Andrew Cuomo says, well, the law used to say you could have a 10 um, uh, uh, round magazine. We're going to cut back to seven. Fuck you, Andrew Cuomo. It makes no sense. But, I mean, like I'm and, saying, like, we have to get the right people to the table, right? And we have to be addressing the right issues, right? Like, I mean, and I've long said where the Second Amendment, uh, the, the 2A community, uh, the NRA, uh, the USCCA, and all these various different organizations where they have 100% missed the mark is their, la their complete refusal to be involved with things like mental health care and promoting them and getting involved with 100%. providing various resources to urban and inner city think where the gun violence is the worst right like because people hold up gun violence in, ur in urban areas as a huge problem but then they don't actually do anything about it so if i were the nra if i were someone who was advocating for for gun rights for americans then i'm going to go where where are the biggest issues with guns okay in these areas how can we address it? Why, why, and, and research it and figure out why the violence is the way that it is and start, if the NRA took that money that they dump into the GOP year in and year out and they actually put that money into solving those issues, like they, they, would, be in an, they would literally be an unstoppable force, right? I mean, we know the NRA isn't going to do it, but I mean, you just pick a Second Amendment gun right advocacy group and if they actually did it the right way, they they would because then if you're if you're going in and you're solving problems in the hood, but you can still appeal appeal to the country boys out, out, out down south, right? And it's just like look, we got AR we got AR-15s with 30 round and 60 round and 100 round magazines, yay! And then you go to the hood and like hey, we're gonna provide you resources so you can get out of this cycle of violence and everything else. Like how are you gonna stop them? 
right? But they refuse to do it because of political bullshit. I was going to push back, but you just literally nailed every question I was going to answer. So, well done, sir. Um, anywho. Anywho, mean, yeah. All right, so let's talk about... So COVID is still here, and it's funny how people talk about it like it's in the past. I'm vaccinated. You are vaccinated. People not wanting to get vaccinated drives me fucking crazy because they keep saying the same tired bullshit like, it's not approved by the FDA. Technically true, although you're missing the bigger point. It has been authorized as an emergency use. The whole process is lengthy, and I could actually speak intelligently on that subject because it's been most of my career. But the idea that the vaccine is getting thrown out there willy-nilly is annoying to me. Um, Having said that, cases are spiking, and almost overwhelmingly, the people who are testing positive and requiring hospitalization are people who have not been vaccinated. When I say almost overwhelmingly, I mean roughly 100%. It's like 99 point something percent are people who did not get vaccinated and are now getting hospitalized. I mean, we're done. look, I think I, I, there are some people out there who shouldn't get the vaccine, right? Like they, they've got certain specific, very, sure. you know, and it's a very small percentage, but there are certain people out there who, because of their immunocompromised uh, illness or whatever, they, they just, it's a bad idea for them to take it. There are certain people in the military who, with some of the vaccines that they've had to take for some of the places they've had to go, have been advised not to take this vaccine for fear of what could happen. Um, and I think those are all legitimate cases, and I think we need to keep that sort of thing in mind. Um, I like to try to minimize the the amount of shaming that goes on around COVID because there's a lot, right? Like, if you like, conservatives will shame you if you if you are too boastful about your your vaccination. Um, you know, Democrats and progressives will shame you if you're not vaccinated. Um, then there's all sorts of back and forth between the anti-vaxxers who just in generally aren't political, but just are against vaccinations. Um, and you know, and then there's also like, there's even people out there who like, who, who got COVID, but refused to get the vaccination because they feel that their immune system should handle it. And and those arguments are, are, are all valid. So I try not to get into the you know, you're dumb if you don't get it. Maybe you've got a legitimate reason not to get it. I, I don't know. Um, but I'm kind of at a point where I've I said this a long time ago. As a country, we have overwhelming numbers of people who decided that they don't give a fuck about anybody else in any way, shape, or form, right? Like, they, they showed us... They've shown us for years economically, they don't care about the disadvantaged and the poor, they don't care about the systems, they don't care about any of it. It's just, I wanna take care of me and mine, don't fuck with me and mine, I do what I want, I say what I want. They're basically what we have literally millions and millions of Cartmans out there, right, <laughs> from South Park. Um, and then, they, so they've been showing us for a long time economically, and now, come COVID, right, well, it's the same thing, right? But now they're pissed because it's impacting them, Financially, and then it became political because of Trump and conservatives and MAGA, and it's anti-left. So they have to, you know, they can't support vaccines because the left support it, and so they don't give a shit about anyone else. It's all about them and what they believe, um, and whether they even believe it or not. Right? It's just it's all about a narrative. It's all about a message. Um, and so now I'm at that point with them where it's just like I, I, I just don't give a shit, right? Like if you don't want to get the at, at this point now, I'm like if you don't want to get it, don't get it. And if you if something happens, if you get COVID, right, like don't mind me as I scroll past your GoFundMe, 
right? Because you need money or your, your, your wife, your, your family needs money because they can't afford the medical bills or they need to pay for your funeral because it, it knocks you off. I just, I, I just, I'm just done, right? There was somebody in the powerlifting community who's a big anti-vaxxer, didn't want to wear a mask, masks were tyranny, the whole thing, gets COVID, dead, boom. Whoa. Go fund me, nope, sorry, pass. Someone from Ohio? No, 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 not from Ohio. He's just big in the powerlifting community, and then um, um, he's actually down in Texas. I won't put you on the spot, but damn. That's yeah, pretty, yeah. That's I mean, rough. and it's just like, look, yeah, it, yeah, that's unfortunate, but it is what it is. You know, that's a, that's a, you know, that's, those are choices that he made that his family now has to live with, right? Like, the, you know, go and get the vaccine, wear a mask, what, you know, like do the things, the basic things they're telling you to do. Um, you know, like, like you, you don't, like, you don't know shit about virology. You don't know shit about vaccines. You don't know shit right. about any of this. You look some shit up on Google while you're sitting on the toilet and all of a sudden you become this fucking champion of, of, not, of medical health. Get the fuck out no, of here. Not to pat myself on the back, but I work in that industry. I do know about these things. Right. I mean, you and, got a degree and, in it. And listen, and even still... There, there's even still with the amount of information and knowledge and experience that you have, there's still a gap on this particular sure. issue, right? Sure. I mean, so you're a professional who works in the industry and you're even willing to admit, like, look, there's just some unknowns that I Absolutely don't know and true. I don't have an answer for. So for some random fucking guy, right, who's never studied any of this beyond some shit that he looked up on, on Wikipedia, right, or Fox News or OANN or wherever he gets fucking information from, or for, you know, the guy on the YouTube channel who's not affiliated with any particular political party, he just wants the truth, he just happens to only support Trump, um, yeah, I'm sorry, I'm not going to take any, I'm not taking my advice from him, and when that guy refuses to wear a mask and openly, you know, defies what everyone else and what the science is saying and everything else, and then refuses to get a vaccine and wears it like a badge of honor and attacks other people because they think that vaccines are important and, 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 and can help us in this situation. And he calls the pandemic a lie and all other stuff. And then he gets it, and then he ends up in ICU, and then he kicks. Well, see ya. The, you know, you're not wrong. You know, um, and so, but that's my... It's ugly. That's, that's where I'm at. If you don't want to get it, don't get it. Right? If you don't want to get the vaccine, don't get it. Right? Where, where, do you you stand, where do you stand on putting restrictions on, restrictions on people who don't? Because I'm very torn on that. Don't. I, I don't think you could do that either. Uh, because that, that also, again, we're, we've got a lot of things I just think that are tearing at the fabric of the republic and the democracy. Right? Because part of it is like, listen, our health information is private. Right. Sure. So now you're going around like, I mean, there was something on Twitter that, you know, someone's like, tell me why specific, tell me the specific reason why you got vaccinated. Like, well, first of all, the idea that we got, we got to run around and tell everybody, right? Like whether we were vaccinated or not, right? Like we need to prove it in stores and bars and, you know, like you already got, you know, doing it with your employer, right? Like, I mean, you had a base level of everyone sort of accepted it, like to get your kid into school, it made sense that you would tell the school that y your kid had the mumps, measles, rubella, and all that shit right. vaccinated so the other kids wouldn't get sick. Okay, fine. I can deal with that. They're all kids. Right? But now this thing where people are, are you know, people on the left are crying for a, 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 a vaccine passport. Like, we need this. We need this. Right? And, and, and people who are vaccinated, once you get the passport, they should have access to this. And people who don't shouldn't have access to that. And <clears throat> they literally want to create... A division, you know, based off based off a of health status, right? And it's just like I get it. 
it's a very dangerous, like the coronavirus is very dangerous. If you get it, even if it doesn't kill you, there could be long-term effects. And even if there aren't long-term effects, it, could, it just flat out sucks. Um, but at the same time, I am not a believer, like con- considering <laughs> what my people have been through in this fucking country, the idea of, you know, separating and restricting access based off of something like this, I just, I know it's not the same, but I don't, I don't really like it in any form. And I don't like where this is going, where people are trying to get this to go, right? Like, I get we need people to get on board and get vaccinated and do the right things to help take care of each other. But I just don't think that saying, all right, we're going we're gonna to put the good people over here and the bad people over there, I just don't think that flies. I, I, no, I mean, this is the 50-year-old white guy doesn't have to, the same experience as thing because I don't have to have the paranoia that you do. Right? Yeah. I mean, paranoia, I don't mean to sound disrespectful, but that's historically based. Right. I mean, just we, we've, we've seen things like this before. And it's not just here. It's not just the U.S. And it's not just but not just based off race. We just, like, we don't do well with separating people, like, because we, we, we take shit to the extreme. Right? Everything in this country we take to the extreme. Sure. And, and if you start down the path it's not gonna. It's not gonna stop with just vaccines for COVID. Like I just don't. I don't trust us, and we have a. We've just got a shitty history with this. Like so, the idea of separating things out. Like I mean, you got to figure out a way to communicate to people to get them on board with it, or, or you don't. Right, and then if you if you are a person who's been vaccinated, then. As you get new variant, this Delta variant, and you get mutations of it, if you have to, if you got to get booster shots or something like that, then then you do it, right? But I mean, we just we can't force the people who don't want to get this thing. Uh, we can't force them to take the vaccine, and I don't think that I don't we can. Want, I, I don't want that. And I don't think that we can start to treat them as second class citizens, in order to kind of backdoor force them to get it, uh, because I just I think it's something else that rocks. The, the foundation of the country if we do. You know, I I definitely don't want to force anyone to do anything in terms of their medical decisions, although I don't know if I agree that we shouldn't have different standards because vaccines work. They're real. I, they, I, I they, fully it, agree it, it, with all of that, but... Well, then, fine. Just like, if you, you don't want to get this, don't. But there are consequences for not doing it. So but right. that's literally making that, that you're no, trying no, to no, you're I'm, trying I'm, to make them do it. No, that, I'm, I'm, yeah, saying, you are. I'm saying there's consequences. Like Cole, a Cole Beasley, the Bills wide receiver, who I am a huge fan of, other than the fucking man bun that he wraps his head into every time he makes a catch. Um, he's saying he's going to retire if he has to get the vaccine, and my response is fucking retire, douchebag. I I dude made so many great catches. He's a good ball player. Really hard to cover slot receiver. I want him on the team. But he's acting like it's Nazi Germany when they say, well, if you don't get the vaccine, you have to wear a mask. And I have to say, fuck you. Just get the mask or wear a mask, deal with it, or get the vaccine, deal with that. But to throw this fucking tantrum drives me crazy. And part of the it, part of the issue is we've... Uh, so the CDC did themselves no favors, and I, it's not completely their fault. They were trying to deal with this thing in real time, but when Fauci and the Surgeon General come out and they say you don't need a mask, right? They fucked that up. They Agreed. fucked it up. Agreed. Right? Like, I, and and so the problem is, is that people are going back to that and saying, 
Anthony Fauci, um, the Surgeon General, I think his name is Jamal Adams, like the Surgeon General and the CDC came out and they told us we didn't need to wear a mask. And then after, and now, and then as soon as they came back and said, well, actually, you need to wear a mask, it's very easy to slip in that, well, the Democrats made them do it because the Democrats want to control people and they're using the mask as a XYZ whatever, right? And so one of the biggest issues with the coronavirus from the get-go, especially in the United States, is they, in the rush to get information out, they got a lot of things wrong. Yeah. And then they went back and they changed this and they changed that. And they and people and listen, I was one of them like, well, what's what's the message here? Like what am I like there was confusion. And now I'm cooler heads prevail guys, sort of all right, let them work it out. I, I they they got some smart people over there, they will figure it out in time. Um and eventually they did, I think, but by then it was too late. Right, because the people who were vehemently against it or had their own agenda that they wanted to see or had their own p- politics that they wanted to play seized on those on those errors and haven't let them go. Like they're still all I mean, people are still talking about, you know, Fauci saying that the, you didn't need to wear a mask today. Now, part of that is because Jamal Adams or no, it's not Jamal Adams. It's the safety <laughs> for Seattle. Um, the former sur- Surgeon General, whose name I can't think of now. But, but no, Fauci did. Basically, he spread out, for lack of a better word, disinformation because he didn't want people running around collecting, you know, hoarding um, masks. So he said stuff that was ultimately bad advice because he's an arrogant doctor, which most doctors are arrogant as fuck. That's Jerome Adams. Jerome Adams, yes. No, it wasn't that far. Uh, but yeah, no. Jerome but, no, Adams could not stop a pass over the middle of the field. From... Oh, he's a big guy. <laughs> I think if, if, if Josh Allen was trying to throw the ball to uh, Stephon Diggs, Jerome Adams would fail at stopping that. Probably. I don't know. I mean, he's a Navy guy, though. So who knows? Um, you know. But, uh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm dragging this on the road because you're trying to recover. I don't um, know that shit happened, brother. I love you, but no. Okay, okay. Uh, but yeah, no, so that, that's the CDC's big problem, right? Like, they came out with information that wasn't accurate or it was accurate at the time. And the science changed, which I also agree. But I think it was a combination of mistakes, lack of knowledge, science changing, whatever. But it was seized, right? It was seized by Fox News. It was seized by OANN. It was seized by Newsmax. It was seized by Trump and his people in his administration. And they have used that to manipulate the messaging, the right? narrative, yeah, like, like, I mean, and, and to to the point now where I just you you can't get it back, right? Like, I mean, it's literally the, where the toothpaste toothpaste is out of the tube. You can't get it back because social media, because Twitter, because Facebook, because media literally never stops, right? News, all the news channels are twenty four seven. They don't go off the air, although they may jump into some some QVC type stuff. But I mean, there's just it, there, there's always it's always cycling through. Right, sure. and there's there's just there's no way to get a grip on, you know, there's no way to have one solid trusted voice, right? Because there are people who who are profiting off of telling other people to not trust any of these people, right? right. They have don't trust them, right? Only the trust me, right? right? Or yeah. only trust Trump, right? Until Trump says something we don't like, then you can't trust him anymore. Then you can only trust, you know, Johnny Basement guy. Well, does anyone ever say don't trust? Don't trust Trump. Does anyone say that? What's that? Does anyone ever say don't trust Trump? 
Yeah, there are people who have turned on him. Okay. I yeah, mean, but, I, I but, mean uh, what's, what's her name? Uh, oh, my God. The really, really unattractive, annoying... Uh, oh, my God. You gotta help me. Blonde... Marjorie Taylor Greene. No, 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 no. She's she's she, Laura uh, Ingram. No, not Laura Ingram. She's but you're getting Lord. close. Not Laura Ingram. Not Megan Kelly. Ann Coulter. Ann Coulter. Really? She yeah, remember Trump? Remember when she turned on Trump because of the whole border thing? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You know, I mean, and she's flip right. flopped on speaking, because of speaking of border though, and, and let's talk about Texas because the Texas voting law thing is a really big deal. <laughs> the the way it the way it's been presented is. Oh, you should need to have ID to vote. Okay, fine, whatever. What that voting law actually represents is repugnant. Because that law was largely driven towards how to make people who are not white not get to vote. So, I got to stop you right there. Stop me all you want. Explain how. Lots of things in that voting um, law were about restricting voting access one of the biggest ones was allowing or restricting voting going to the polls on Sundays after a certain time so in Texas there was a uh, program I think called souls to polls where it was literally go to church on Sunday and after going to church on Sunday go vote and these laws were designed to restrict people getting to the polls after that. And, you know, it was, it was again, it was a Sunday-based thing, and it was... So, before this, the what was the duration of time that they had? It used to be 11 hours, and that was, according to that law, was one okay. hour, right? And, right? and if I'm fucking this up, no, no, no. So, but Because the, that's a big deal, right? No, it is a big deal, but the issue is, and, and I guess not, but the issue is... What I'm pointing to is there's a lot of that in a lot of these bills across the country, right? right. Texas isn't the only one. You know, Georgia did a lot of similar things in Indiana and all these other places. They have very similar things where they take something and they're not using specific language targeting specific demographics, right? right? They're using, you know, they're using patterns. How do they normally vote? Okay, how can we disrupt that? Right, that's the methodology yes. that they're that they're using, and the issue is, is we don't have a great defense against it legally, right? Because everyone's saying it's racist, right, and it's targeting black people. We all know it is, right? But just based off of the structure of the way that it's worded, it's not. They're just saying you can still do that thing. You just have less time to do that thing. Right, and even though we know it's going to have a disparate impact and it's going to impact these people directly, nowhere in this bill does it say that it's going to do that. Right, like it only says we're just restricting it, and I'm sure it gives some sort of specific reason as to the as to the reason why, and I'm sure they probably go to something along the lines of public safety and 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 voter sure. security. Right, and and a lot of these laws, that's what the, they spent a lot of time toiling. They figured, okay, what are the patterns that these particular people who are continually voting against us, how do they vote? What do they do? All right, these are the mechanisms, these are the ways in which they vote. How do we disrupt that? We'll plug this in, we'll say public safety. We'll plug this in, we'll say, you know, election safety, election security. We'll plug this in and we'll just say, you know, better for the environment, right? Like they, I mean, they're literally pulling shit out of their ass. 
But that's how they're doing it. So they, so it's ma- it's going to make all of these incredibly, incredibly hard to fight all the way up to the Supreme Court because the Supreme Court has said, look, as long as it, basically the Supreme Court has come out and said, unless it's basically specifically saying we don't want black people to vote, it's fine, right? I mean, because I mean, the Supreme Court has basically gutted the Voting Rights Act, and which is why these states are being able to get away with what they're doing, right? Because there's basically no way to challenge them at this point, given off what the Supreme Court has already said. Um, and that's the unique challenge. That's the, the the very specific challenge that Democrats and people who just don't want to vote for um, the Trump party, I guess, at this point in time is what right, we'll call that's it. Fair. Um, that's the challenge that they have to have, that, or that they're up against. And for right now, like you continue to fight it with whatever means you can. You try to fight this stuff in court. And the Texas Democrats took a really bold move here, and they they yeah. had a, they pulled a certain percentage and said, without you guys, we can't have a quorum, so we can't have the vote. So we need you guys to peace out. So they left. I don't like the move, but it's the only move that they have to keep this from getting on the books. So because there's no way they're going to win it because they're outnumbered. It's Texas. You know, the Republicans outnumber the Democrats so that there's just no way to get this to stop this other than to do this move, which I don't like, because, again, the whole point is that these elections matter. But they're literally at this point basically rigging the elections right in open court is what they're what they're trying to do. So you you have to you have to go to these desperate measures. Um, But then once they do, um, whether these laws are passed or not, I think Democrats really have to reevaluate how they're going to go about midterm elections, and they should have already been doing this. But you have to look at every one of these laws, right, that are being passed, and you have to fit, you have to get the message out to the people. Like, look, it's going to be harder to vote. You're going to have to wait in long lines. We're not going to be able to do X, Y, and Z. We, you're going to need an ID, and we will help you get your ID, however, however way we can, whatever paperwork you need. We will help, dear. You know, Willie May will help you track down your birth certificate from 1920 and we'll, we'll do whatever we got to do to get you a state ID so that you can vote legally. Like they're going to have to go above and beyond to meet these ridiculous measures so that they can actually win. You know, so they, so if they if, if they have the support that they say they have. Right. Democrats will tell you that they've got overwhelming support. They just get the people to the polls and they'll be a blue wave. Right. So if those numbers, are, if, if what they're saying is true, then, yeah, you're going to have to, for an election cycle, midterms and probably the presidential election, you're going to have to cross your T's and dot your I's, and you're going to have to jump through every fucking possible hoop. And even still, with some of the places like in Georgia, like they may still have a possibility of being able to manipulate the vote. That being said, everybody who's involved in, in, in um, you know, getting people to the polls, like you, you need to figure out Whatever you got to do to get people to legally be able to vote, you got to do it, right? If you need to have an actual drive that sits out on a main, or you got to go door to door, hey, do you have a legal ID that expires, you know, that doesn't expire for however many months before, oh, you don't? All right, let's figure out what you got to do to get that legal ID, right? Instead of fighting the battle, well, demanding it is racist. Okay, well, you're losing that fight. Right. Like, so if you can't win that fight, then fine. You got like you're not you're not in a position to make the rules. So you've got to play by the rules so that you can become the person in the position who makes the rules and you can change it to something that's more fair and equitable. Right. But I don't hear or see enough of that mobilization 
given what we have. And I'm not saying that we need to bend the knee and just accept this as for what it is. But the only way that you're going to be able to do, like, well, not the only way. No one likes the other way to do this, right? If y'all, re- I mean, right? I mean, no one likes the other way to solve this problem. I mean, the other way to solve this problem is to burn this bitch all the way the fuck down, right? Nobody wants to do that, which I'm fine with. So if you want to do it for right now, you lost the election, right? In most of these states, Democrats really got beat up um, in 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 this most in this past election, right? Like they they voted for Biden, but they said, look, we don't like Trump, but we also don't like anything else that you're doing. So if you want to get back in the winner's circle, then you're going to have to play by the rules so that you can put yourself in a position to then change the rules once you are in charge. We'll see. Um, I agree that they need to burn down the, the status quo. and um, You can't do that comfortably, though. Well, comfortability, fuck it. I yeah, I mean, but it, I, I mean, comfortability, fuck it. But, I mean, it, you know, when you're talking about burning down generation you know institutions that have existed for generations that that doesn't like that doesn't just impact well, you know the and, guy and who look, goes in with the torch right like i mean that like that impacts all of us um and i i don't think we're there yet as a country in terms of demand for that level of change but it it doesn't necessarily take the entire country to be on board and 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 to me the biggest thing to burn down is the um the gerrymandering i mean the congressional layout of ele- elections is ridiculous. Absolutely fucking ridiculous. I mean, there's ridiculous. some people with some maybe some bigger beeps that may <laughs> think that gerrymandering may not be on the top of their list, right? Oh, uh, um, no, you know what I'm saying? No, 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 but nobody I, in Congress wants to change it because the approval ratings of Congress is in the 20s and the re-election rate is in the 90s because the system is designed... To keep them in their seats. No, I. I no, and no, no, I agree with you. Saying, I mean, you can't I, argue with that, right? What I'm saying is, if we're burning the whole thing down, right? Like people aren't going to go in screaming, "We gotta, we gotta change gerrymandering." Like, no. I mean, oh, this hell whole, no. I mean, none of that. You, you know what I'm saying? But I'm just, but what I'm saying, I, like when I say burn it down, I'm talking broader sense, like literally civil war, bring it all down. Oh, whoever okay. wins, you know, like you re-erect the country right. in your image, and you kind of live with it at that point. Um, okay, well, the well, I know 1910 it's, art rifle on the wall of our studio suddenly becomes much more relevant. I've got 20 rounds of ammunition for it. So, <laughs> I'm sure. And it's got uh, slip up sights. Uh, I can target uh, up to 500 yards. Um, anyway, let's, we get, we got to wrap this up fairly soon. And I want to talk about a couple things. Um, I want to talk about the Lego gun. So... Someone designed a Glock that looks like a fucking toy that's supposed to get through security. And that's a terrible idea. Awful idea. Because, uh, look, you live in Cleveland. You you own a Glock, I own a Glock. Mm -hmm. I've owned like four in my life. I only own one right now. But they're fantastic handguns. I mean, they are engineered perfectly. But to make one look like a toy, terrible idea. We live in Cleveland. Tamir Rice was killed. He was 12 years old. He yeah. had a toy gun. They said, well, it didn't look like a toy. It looked super real, so we killed him. Right? In point one second. Um, so now you're going to take a gun that looks like a toy and is absolutely real. Right? And so now police in urban areas, they, they're going to look at, they're going to take one look at that. And then all of a sudden, it's just going to like, all right, just assume anything that even looks like a gun might be real. Period. Right. Shoot to kill. Game right. over. That's right. it. 
Right. I mean, and so my fear with this, and people say, oh, that's extreme. That the police won't automatically do that. They killed, Tamir Rice was 12, 12. They didn't give that kid a chance to say his name. Right. They sped in there at 50 miles an hour, drove over the grass, slammed on the brakes, hopped out of the car, and put three bullets in him. Kid was dead before, before he had no chance. Right. And it was a legitimate toy gun. Like, oh, the orange tip was off. We didn't know. But, but, All right, uh, so now you're going to take yeah. this. So now you're going to take this gun that absolutely looks like a toy. So now police are going to be like, you know what? I'm not taking chances with anything. I don't care if orange tip, Lego, Glo- I don't care whatever it is. You point, you point a super soaker at me, you're getting shot and killed. Period. Right yeah. now, police are like, no, we wouldn't. Like, oh, really? Well, you did. <laughs> and look, like, motherfuckers mean, are you, shooting people you, over you, garage you, door you, openers. Get you, the fuck out of here. You, you think you, this you, is a good idea? You and I have had a back and forth about Tamir Rice. It was an absolute tragedy. But I did not hold the officer involved accountable, and to the degree that I thought he was a murderer, because you know the orange tip was gone. Well, the orange tip wasn't available. He drove up. The gun, it was a shootout before Tamir Rice, a twelve-year-old, knew it was a shootout. Fucking horrible, tragic. But I couldn't, you know, hold that count accountable to the degree of calling him a murderer. He was a really, really bad cop. That um, murdered someone. That, no, we've had we've had. <laughs> I mean, listen. I mean, the court Steve. agreed with you. I mean, like he. I mean, he, the court agreed with me. And it's I mean, it's so fun. ugly. I mean, I'm not happy about it at all. That's fine. I look. We don't need to relitigate it. I feel how I feel about it. Like the one, the kid is dead. Yeah. Um, he was twelve. He was twelve. He died unnecessarily. Agreed. Um, and so, uh, you know, I mean, and I don't think that cop really was held to any sort of accountability. Like, he lost his job, which, a job he should have never fucking had. That's also true. Right? I mean, and then... Well, was, he had been kicked out of other police forces. Right, but so, then the guy, I mean, he, he was hired a couple more times after yeah, this, but ended yeah, up getting yeah, fired yeah, because yeah, of the right. negative... Uh, negative. T- so I just, I have issues like that. There, That's the part so that... Levels, right? right. Like, I mean, just the, the system is so broken, so to, re- to introduce this... I was like, hey, right. how fun is this? Right. Right. Like, no, it's not let's, fun let's, because let's it's really going to complicate the issue, right? Right. Let's, because and it's not going to be because someone has this Lego gun, points it at a cop, cop shoots them, and then there's controversy. No. It's cops see that that's out there, right? And now it's, look, we can't, we can take zero chances, right? Like, I mean, so now you, Tamir Rice, you, basically, you know that, how gross I feel defending that, right? Right. I, I, I understand, but I mean, like, now my fear is is that you get more of him because of this, right? Never, like, now a kid with anything that remotely looks like a gun doesn't actually... I, my fear is that the worst-case scenario is that kids with toy guns under any circumstances don't stand a chance because of this actual Lego gun that is real. It's an actual Glock just encased with Lego shit. You're right. You're it's, just, right. it's just... No, but Steve, we, we're, we're, I mean, we're on the same page. We may fundamentally disagree on the issues of Tamir Rice and, and you know, what the legality should be. Not, but we're on the same page that it's an awful event that should have been avoided. But to open the door to make that happen again and to make it so where an officer can say, why wouldn't I assume I, my life is in danger? Because you're creating what looks like a toy... By design, right, is fucking ridiculous. You know, I mean, and but people, oh well, you know, it's, it's capitalism. You know, they're, they're a private company; they can do what they want. Like, they, yeah, yeah, sure, you and can. It, and it goes back to what I said earlier, where we're just at a point where people just don't give a fuck, right? Like the people who made this, they think it's funny, haha. Like I could go to them and present that, and they'll just feel like, fuck you, you're a snowflake. 
You know, sure. I mean, and that's, you know, that's the response. Like, sure. if I go, like, if I reach out to this company, like, hey, will you come on our show so we can talk about how terrible of an idea this is? Although that's probably not how I would pitch it. Um, <laughs> you know, as soon as I bring Thanks that up, <laughs> you know. You're fired from a marketing department. Right. But a marketing department, by the way, is you and me. Right. So. But as soon as I bring that up, right, like, is, then they're, they're not going to give run. it any sort of credence. Don't run. Right? Like, they're not going to give it any sort of credence. They'll just feel like, well, screw you. It's a, it's a free country, and I'm a private business. I could do what I want, and people need to behave better. Or You, you know, you I mean, you know what the arguments... You, you can do awful things, and it's legal. That doesn't make it a good fucking idea. Yeah. And that's awful. All right, man, we're going to wrap this up, but I want to talk about the Olympics. Because mm. the Olympics are always... I Look, I love the Olympics. Yeah, always. They're great. I love seeing people get gold medals for kayaking. <laughs> I do, too. And, and and, and badminton. Badminton. I, I, all right. We have a history of watching badminton together. We do. Together. And I actually enjoy it. I, I enjoy it. I mean, it's look, an amazing thing. Honestly, good high-level badminton is amazing to watch. Those Listen, people are athletic as fuck. Trying to play badminton with my daughter made me appreciate just how difficult of a sport it is. But, I mean, look. I, I enjoy the Olympics. I watch some of the off sports and, and, you know, not the main, you know, the stuff that's not just like track and field or, or basketball or sure. whatever. USA not looking good, by the way, in basketball. Uh, but they'll be fine. One of the things that often kind of comes out of the Olympics, especially like lately, you know, with the rise of the amount of media that covers it and social media and everything else, is that it's basically an orgy when these people aren't training. These are superstar athletic people. Stuffed right. into an Olympic village. Yes. Where it's like, why wouldn't you? Uh, right. Like, if I'm, I could get away with fucking in that environment, I would. Yes. You have, Unfortunately, you've got I'm super not there. athletic people that are super competitive, that are revved up. You know, the, the you know, pun completely intended, but the juices are flowing. <laughs> and. I want that uh, clap to get out. It's, you know, I mean, like, it's just, it's going to happen. And so Japan decided, right, with the Olympics being in Tokyo, that they were going to make these these anti-sex beds that are basically made in cardboard that will only hold the weight of one person and, like, any sudden movement, the bed collapses. So I'm reading this and I'm like, okay, first of all, like, I weigh 270 pounds, right? So I feel like... I might oh, you've be, been discriminated. Right. Like, I feel like I might be dead in the water. Before, like, you like, can't jerk off in the Olympics. I can't jack off. Like, I might not even be able to roll over in this bed. Oh, my God. Right? Like, I so, can't believe it, I went there. Right. I'm but I'm just saying, like, I mean, I, that's exactly what I was thinking. I was just like, well, what if I'm tugging a rug and, and like, then my bed collapses? Oh, my God. Are you I okay? Can't believe I went oh, there. my God. Your dick's out. What is happening? <laughs> it just seems like, I just like, that doesn't seem fair. <laughs> Right and like, will, like, will I even get a chance? Like, because, like, again, I weigh two hundred seventy pounds, and this is made for one person. Right, the average human weighs, I don't know, like two hundred pounds. So, like, if I lay on this thing, will I just fall right through? Like, what about the shot putters? Right, Wait, what, like, what about the NBA, what about the NBA guys? Like, it just like all I'm saying is, it just doesn't like. I don't know how effective this is going to be. Also, you're dealing with the most athletic people in the world. So, guess what? They don't need a bed. They don't need a bed. Right, like I don't need a bed for like I mean like unless I'm unless I'm with a big girl, right? Like I mean if I got a girl who's half my size, I just throw her up against the wall or bend her over, whatever. Like I don't need okay, an actual you're going bed. Way too into this. But I'm just saying, like they're the most athletic people in the world by design for yes. the event. So I'm pretty sure they could figure out a by different the way, way Simone to screw. Biles weighs fifty pounds. So. Yeah, right. I mean, she, I mean, she does weigh under hundred pounds. I mean, she's a tiny human. Not that Super that is even happening. Like, I don't mm-hmm. even like to think about that with her. But what I'm saying is, I do. Weird. She's hot as fuck. Oh my god, she looks so young. But listen, 
All I'm saying is with the most athletic people in the world, I'm pretty sure that they could figure out ways to screw (laughs) without your shitty cardboard beds. (laughs) The whole idea of creating a collapsible bed so you can't... Because the Olympic Village, they used to pass out condoms in record numbers because... They just had them in bowls. They just had them in bowls and you would take them. Right. If I could be part of that party, God, I'd love it. I can't because I'm not that guy. Alright, we gotta shut this down because I don't know where this is going but I don't think it's anywhere good. Uh-huh. Steve, good to have you back home. Uh, if you want to throw in a, la- uh, a closing comment, it's all yours. No, I'm good. We are at Whiskey Congress on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you for listening. We're done. We're done. And we might actually literally be done after that whole ending. We're out. Bye. <laughs>